and I can feast on your scraps. Ooh, it's sexy. <laughs> I'm going to start referring to my junk as my scraps. <laughs> How about you come feast on these scraps? <laughs> what, what is that? What is that? Get get chewed? Getting chewed, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other one, I don't know if I said this yet, but the other one they say on, um, God, what's it called? Stay talking-ish. The mm-hmm. other one they say is uh, running through, ladies. Running through? Yeah. Hmm. As as in to uh, 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 fornicate with them is running through yeah, them? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think they mean it as in like run through with a sword. I think they just mean it like like Ugh. the way they say it is like they're just like um, sprinting through a, a line of women and <laughs> just barreling the, the way. So wait, they're and like they they're all, like football linebackers or something. Yeah, <laughs> tackling exactly. these ladies. They also always say um, "shot the club up," which I think just means like raw dogging it. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it's in poor taste, but it's really funny. That's the thing. Well, it depends on your taste. Well, on that note, let's get started. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> To think outside the box set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. And I am Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. I don't think people who just listened to that probably feel very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very hospitable of you. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. St- st- step right in and uh, uh, let me make weird noises at you. <laughs> <laughs> it was for our whale listeners. I was doing some whale song. <laughs> well, <laughs> Oh, recycling jokes from uh, Finding Finding Nemo. Nemo. (laughs) Yeah, pretty cool, huh? (laughs) Breaking some new bold comedy ground. And that's us. Did you introduce yourself? Yeah, I did. I did it real quick, and then I insulted you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, that's the important part. So we listened tonight to an album called Flavors of Entanglement. (laughs) Such a stupid (laughs) title. I'm sorry, we're trying to turn over a new leaf and be more positive. Well, at least I am. I don't know, you can be a grumpy piece of shit if you want. Is This is an album about spaghetti, though. <laughs> it's when they get all tied together and it's just like... Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's about edible nets. Yeah. Hey, did you, um, did you go to the old spaghetti factory growing up? Uh no, I've never those... I've never. I I there was one somewhere either in Eugene or Portland, but I think my parents didn't want to mostly because of the name, the old spaghetti factory. We only yeah. want new fresh spaghetti. No, the, it our, was the factory for our part. Boys. It was the factory part they actually objected to, I think. <laughs> I don't want these factory farm spaghetti. No, well, there's the like a, spaghetti. another restaurant that has like a similar similar style. Oh, oh, Cheesecake Factory? No, no, no. Uh we had in in Eugene, we had uh, the Spaghetti Warehouse, I think. Spaghetti <laughs> Factory was in Portland. Okay, we got another shipping crate of Sketty. <laughs> Where do we get the Sketty? Back up, everyone. We're going to open it up. 
Remember when we, remember when we had a podcast about Alanis Morissette? Oh, Sorry. Uh, oh yeah, that was my Alanis. fault. Yeah, you started talking about spaghetti warehouses and factories and various other industrialized uh, productions of spaghettes. You know, after what was it, fourteen albums of ICP? Mm-hmm. Alanis, you know, she's been hit and miss, but overall, uh, in comparison, it's I'd say it's been a real utopia. 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 Pia. This this is my utopia. The Alanis. Yeah. Alanis is your utopia. There will be forums. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing the world is missing, I think, is is more yeah. fora. Flavors of entanglement. Flavors um. of entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> um. I didn't I didn't look up any like uh uh, details about this album or biographical details about Atlantis. I when did you start becoming the grumpy one, Cameron? At some point, you just like be- became like a grumpy. No, piece I of wish shit. I, I wish I did. I just didn't get around to it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you Not were. Being gr- you know, I've turned over New Leaf. I've decided to be newly hashtag posy life, and you're still <laughs> grumpy. So, um, one thing I can tell you is that this is a Britney Spears album. Uh, I mean, no, it actually does kind of be like synth pop kind of music yeah and her reminded well go ahead sorry oh well i was gonna tell you that her producer on this album guy sigsworth has actually produced for madonna and perhaps britney Mm. i need to double check that but he's definitely like done some of that pop stuff and he was one half of musical duo frou-frou oh frou-frou did you know frou-frou so he was he was just frou yeah, he was Fru, and Imogen Heap was the other Fru. <laughs> it's also Fru. Yeah. There's Hi, a... I'm Fru, and this is Fru. <laughs> We're here Let's to rock the world. <laughs> Opening for us is Millie Fru- and Vanilli. Fru and Fru. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, so there are definitely some moments on here that sound pretty Imogen Heapy slash Fruy Fruy. Yeah. Did you ever listen to either of those two? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, okay. I mean, I know the... Um, what was that was that the song from bambi <laughs> the raindrop you song? don't care a bit no you don't care a bit oh That's hide wrong. and seek the you don't you don't care a bit song yeah hide and seek uh i saw imogen heap live in rome shout out to my pal justin who was a big imogen heap fan oh, at the yeah. time you told me about that she was Did like I? vocoding it up wasn't she oh i mean she does that for hide as and is seek. her want yeah i mean that's does she do that for other songs uh, I don't remember. It was eight years ago. Did she put your heart in a headlock? Is that a reference to? That's like a that's a fucking Alanis Morissette lyric if I've ever heard one. <laughs> but it, wait. no, that's Imogen. Okay. That's Imogen Heap. Mm. Yeah. She should uh, she should open an MRI business and call it Imaging Heap. <laughs> <laughs> and then in in the subtitle can be in parentheses. The heap is your brain. <laughs> stupid <laughs> that's me i'll answer to that uh um, yeah but the really interesting thing about that working with producer guy sigsworth who has also worked with bjork by the way incidentally i he, was gonna say a lot of this sounded like bjork to me yeah he's definitely had a pretty long resume of that kind of industrial so synth poppy like it's sort of quasi-experimental female vocal uh music um, but I love about this album that it was released right after Jagged Little Pill Acoustic. So that mm. was like her previous release. And then 
this is the next thing she comes out with. And I think that's pretty bold, especially because like, she's never really gone in this particular direction and to do it right after her acoustic album is pretty ballsy. It's pretty anti grunge. I mean, is it more anti grunge than an acoustic album or less? Do you think? I mean, I think acoustic albums are grungy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you don't change the strings, um, let's see. What else do I have? I don't have a lot of more general thoughts about this album. I have a few more like elliptical things about around this time, uh, because right around this album was released. In fact, the year before Alanis released a cover of the song, my humps. Mm. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Well, I listened to, like a part of it. I got bored. Here, let's listen to all of it. I have a sound sample. Where'd it go? <laughs> let's listen to the whole thing real quick. I love my love, my love, my love. You love my lady lumps. My hump, my hump, my. So that that is uh, Alanis's cover of My Humps, and here's a here's a question for you. Did is that song usually in a minor key? I mean, I know it's not a p- piano ballad, but is it like minor key? Usually? Oh. You know, Nathan, it's been a while since I've heard My Humps. I don't know if I've ever heard it, honestly. I th- hmm. uh, I don't. If it's in a minor key, it's probably in a minor key in the same way that like. What's it called? Um, uh, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Oh, is that in a minor key? Dun 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 da 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 da. It's in like Phrygian, you know. It's pro. It's like probably technically in a minor key or minor oh. tonality, but like uh, I don't know why I'm even speculating on like what key my humps is in. <laughs> why did you ask me this? <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't matter at all in any way. Yeah. Um. So interestingly this enough, a, I mean that's a really interesting topic. Like, let's go back ten years. What do you, What do you feel like in your heart? Like, what key was my humps in? <laughs> <laughs> what does your heart tell you? What does your heart tell you? Uh, it's very George H. W. Bush. Um, this it was. It got like a hundred uh, one point five million views in two days or something. Uh, it was on Alanis's official website. And then Time Magazine stated that the parody proved once and for all conclusively that Alanis ah. understands irony. <laughs> and uh, Fergie actually said that she thought the parody was hilarious and genuine. And then she sent Alanis a cake in the shape of a what Wikipedia delicately refers to as a derriere. <laughs> Thank you for your restraint, uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Ooh, two wait, humps. Wait, did they make did they make derriere a link? I wonder. Oh, that might be a little something I queue up in my tabs. Just have a little something for me later. Just fiddling with your tabs over there. <laughs> As it were. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. It is a link. Look at that. Oh, Derriere. Uh, re- redirects to butt talks. Butt talks of a female upper and a male lower. Look at that. Mm. I'll put a link in the show notes so everyone knows what they are. <laughs> Some very interesting uh, photos here of the cake. Is that what? You- no, just uh, uh, derrieres. You're just looking at booties over there. <laughs> well, I don't know. 
Maybe. There's booty, booty, booty booties rocking everywhere. Cameron, over I'm, there? I'm educating myself on Wikipedia. This is this is the sum total of human knowledge. It's an encyclopedia. It's better than Encarta, you know? This is it's academic. So right. uh the other thing I have to say is I listened to Alanis's podcast. Oh, very good. How yeah. much of it? I listened to an entire episode, which is more than you've done, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which one which one did you do? I listened to the one where the, the dude has the southern accent and he's a psychotherapist talking about work addiction. Oh. I think it's episode thirteen, I wanna say. Cannot relate to that. <laughs> work addiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a lazy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I've known you, I've known that. Um, the The podcast was better than I expected, I think. Uh, yeah. I kind of thought that she would be unbearable to listen to, given the transcriptions of her interviews and how wordy she is. Uh, and she is a little bit wordy, but she also clearly knows her shit about therapy and recovery. <laughs> Are you saying she's wordy and turdy? <laughs> what? What? No. You said no. she knows her shit. Oh, I, I, I don't think I closed the loop on that. No, I think... Um, Oh, I get what you said. Very funny. Good joke. Um, well, <laughs> no. Uh, what was I saying? Leave that in to punish me <laughs> <laughs> and punish our listeners. Um, yeah, she's she's actually more articulate than I think comes across in her interviews, or at least the transcriptions I've read. And she's also <laughs> very knowledgeable about recovery and psychology and stuff. Like she's definitely done research and put in a lot of work about these yep. issues and she talked about her work addiction and how it's also related to some of her food addictions slash eating disorders slash a host of other th- issues that she's dealt with in her life and that was right. like she's very upfront about that and very honest and very raw in a way that i really appreciated and i i have to say i kind of feel bad for suspecting her of pseudoscientific hashtag zen life kind of stuff mm. i mean she definitely like has gestures towards eastern music slash spirituality and stuff but that doesn't always come along with anti-vaxxers and other pseudoscience you know crystals and whatnot yeah yeah i i think it i think it's a little bit tempting sometimes to well i don't know it's hard it's hard to fuck let me it's hard to fuck (laughs) says cameron do (laughs) it okay now you have to leave that all in because that's a very good joke. Um, Words straight uh, from Cameron. Direct quote. What am I, what am I trying to say? Uh, judging someone by the art that they make is difficult sometimes because uh, sometimes it's just like, oh, I know what kind of person you are because you made this art. Yeah, and, and Hitler was kind of a mediocre right. painter. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know... Uh, George Bush's uh, paintings. He's just a harmless old man. Look at these nice paintings. <laughs> he's actually not a very good painter. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's harmless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His art is harmless. Yeah. Artless. Um, anyway, yeah, the way that she makes art sometimes feels like she's like a, you know, hippy-dippy stupid person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little bit dismissive. But I don't think that... And I don't think that she sexist. is. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but this first, like this first song and like, <laughs> like a lot of the other stuff is like pretty bothersome to me. Um, mm. and, uh, Interesting. I don't know. I just like, uh, feel averse feelings to, <sighs> I don't know. Why is, is this a song? Does this deserve to be a song? Is that Should your this... segue into the first song? 
Should we talk about uh, Citizen of the Planet? Citizen of the Planet. Utopia. 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 Um, so yeah, Atlantis is a citizen of the planet, as the title would suggest. Uh, it's, she, she's in a, maybe a future utopia where all cultures have peaceful interchange and, um, um, what is, my president is Guanyin? Well, she's, she pronounces it Guanyin. So, uh, that according to the genius is the Buddhist goddess of mercy. Um, Although I will check it on the, uh, uh, but just to make sure, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, for one thing, genius saying it's a goddess is pretty dumb because she's actually a bodhisattva and oh, interesting. she's associated with compassion and venerated by Mahayana Buddhists and chi- followers of Chinese folk religions. Also known as the goddess of mercy in English, which seems very inaccurate. And the Chinese name is Guanyin and not Guanyin. Right. Utopia. So, so to admit my subjectivity a little bit, I I just I feel really um suspicious anytime uh white people start talking about um the sameness of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty wise to be suspicious. Uh, yeah, and uh I don't know. Alanis is probably like probably pretty woke and probably has some pretty good ideas, you know, in regards to the need for diversity and how to celebrate diversity. But like, it seems like, I don't know. Uh, have I talked about the, the podcast at all? Um, seen on radio and their series, uh, seeing white. I don't know if that's actually made it into any final cuts. I don't know. Um, I don't remember, but they, they talk about the invention of whiteness as a sort of political technology. Um, mm-hmm. and basically like whiteness as a, as a racial construct only really exists. Um, it doesn't exist for any like sort of artistic sake or like <laughs> any real cultural sake, uh, other than for like capital is like sort of one of the points that is made on, on this show. Right. Um, like, you know, you can take pride in being a black American because of the you were forced to be in an to become an ethnic group, but nobody forced white people necessarily to be an ethnic group. People opted in because it was beneficial to them. Um, right. And but it's not like really an ethnic group. It's sort of a lost um, people uh, that sort of. uh you know, don't actually have cultural connections. And when they, they'll sometimes sort of try to appropriate and take, um, take ownership of like, Oh, I'm Irish. And then, and then they like get drunk on St. Patty's day and are embarrassing, you know, or something (laughs) like that. Or like the way that, the way that like white folks often, um, relate to their European heritage, I feel like is, uh, just really shallow and would probably be really embarrassing. Sorry, white Americans specifically. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, like e- even to like point out the obvious and trite 
observation that uh, for a long time, Irish were not considered white. Yeah. You know, like that was that was not part of whiteness for a while until it became politically expedient to yeah. uh, divide white people against black people in ways that uh, were more based on skin color. Yeah. So um, all that is to say, I I realize I'm projecting a lot onto the song, but this is a song about, um, you know, how how above these like labels Alanis is and it uh I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um she I think this is it's hard to say if this is actually about her specifically because it's pretty unclear about how who this song is about. Um Yeah, maybe she, it's not the first person isn't Alanis maybe. Yeah, but it's also like I don't know. I don't really feel like it's it's uh, you know, all people one race the human race hashtag kind of thing. She she does say <laughs> you're putting the hashtags at the end now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag pound sign. Um She does say uh so the next few years are blurry, the next decades of flurry. She's eating milkshakes, I guess. Of <laughs> <McFlurry>. smells <laughs> McFlurry. I think it's the actual lyric. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Of smells and tastes unknown, threads sewn straight through this fabric. Ooh, that's a, a little internal rhyme. Through fields of every color, one co- one culture to another, and I come alive and I get giddy. So that that feels like she's kind of valuing the human tapestry, as it were. To borrow her metaphor, and not necessarily trying to collapse all of people into just one homogenous lump. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I see. I kind of see where you're coming from. The that it is wise to be suspicious of people who say things like, "Oh, we're just all citizens of the planet," and sometimes people who say that can be either naive or deliberately erasing of people's heritage or pasts or oppressions but i think i trust alanis more than that yeah i i think maybe more of my issue i i trust her too um i think my issue is alanis often i think likes to tell instead of show um <laughs> yep she does and, do that a lot and i think that this is a dangerous uh sentiment um, that is misappropriated all the time, often, uh, often with like honest, like intention, you know, um, or like good intention. But, um, I think that if you're going to make these sort of broad sweeping, ideas and these utopian paint, these utopian pictures, it's pronounced utopian. Sorry, excuse me. utopian ideas i think you i don't think you could just do that i Mm. think you have to do it really well um okay and i think sort of to be responsible uh like what is uh, unless unless it's unless it's challenging i don't see the use in um singing about utopia Hmm. unless it shake things up you know and i don't feel like this does does it does it change anything to know that Alanis does have dual citizenship for Canada and USA? And in that sense, is a citizen of the planet? No. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. It changes nothing. <laughs> so, at the risk of shooting my wad completely on the first song and then taking our discussion of the song to 20 minutes or whatever, 
I think that this is not a great song. I think it's kind of awkward and fumbling in its lyrics, but I can imagine it being really meaningful for someone, um, particularly if this is the person's first exposure to this idea. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I took a lot of these songs. We'll, we'll, I'll get into this a lot later on through the album because I feel like it shows up a lot where she yeah. kind of has an idea and just says it, but doesn't say anything really interesting about it. Uh, right. And that's not necessarily like the most perfect songwriting, but I think it can be really meaningful for somebody, especially if it's their first exposure to this idea. And sure. Like for me, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that a rapper called Sage Francis was very formative to me during my college years. I don't know if you've ever listened to Sage Francis's music. Uh, no, it's, I know the name, but yeah, I I haven't listened to it in many years. But I think it, his music is kind of didactic and not very good, and does a lot of similar telling rather than right. showing, and is very like just fired up. Uh, sending ideas across uh, in a not very yeah. artful way necessarily, but it also made me right. question a lot of things and really like helped me grow in a lot of ways. And yeah. in that sense was very valuable. And I, I sound, I think I sound a little bit pretentious saying that about Alanis. Um, but I don't mean it to be, I think there is a place for art that is not necessarily the most incredibly nuanced thing. Um, I know what you mean. It's like with Macklemore, his song, Same Love. Uh, I'm sure that was really, really useful as an entry point to get people to start thinking about certain things. Mm. Um, but, you know, ideally, it doesn't just sort of pacify you into f making you feel this sort of elevated, lofty um, oneness with the world or like like you we're able to outgrow something icky and now that's behind you and then you can mm -hmm. stop growing. Like ideally you listen to same love, you maybe start to feel those things and then you start actually listening to the song and um, <laughs> like start mm -hmm. uh, being a little more critical of um, respectability politics in the song and um, the, the need for uh, ideas about, what love is um to be like to to always compare the status quo of heterosexual um f family units and mm -hmm. and marriages to like say like oh the there's just the, here's the gay version and then that's mm. like you know what i mean um yeah or like just the fact that this song starts with uh macklemore being like so i'm totally not gay <laughs> um, and then he just spends a long time talking about how he's not gay. hashtag no homo. Uh, yeah he literally begins and, uh, with no homo okay great yeah so it's Perfect. like i think it's great that macklemore wants to be an ally and i think he's done some really great ally work um but ultimately like go listen to janelle monet and like li listen to some real um art non-heteronormative art by non-heteronormative folks right and um yeah like and that's that and that's just pop music it sounds the same yeah but it's better <laughs> yeah and that's that is so. kind of the the journey that i went through with sage francis like i i had to spend a lot of time with his music and listen to it many times like over and over again and sort of steep in it for a while until i started moving beyond it and yeah. like he was the, one of the first hip hop artists I've listened to 
uh, besides like, I guess, gorillas or something when they featured rappers on their songs. Um, and it, it was, it was very helpful for getting me into some hip hop and, you know, it's not necessarily great hip hop, uh, but it served as like kind of a gateway for me. And and in that sense, it was helpful. And I guess I sort of outgrew it. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's also, (laughs) it's, it's so funny. Like it, even though you're like sort of taking her side, it's like it's kind of worse <laughs> the way you're talking about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I was trying not to come across like, as pretentious. It's super patronizing. Like this whole, I I totally agree with it, and I, I that's how I feel, you know. But like about artists, it's like yeah, like they served this purpose to get me to this one place, and now I can leave it behind. <laughs> like, uh, well, uh, I, I also I, I also don't mean to say that le- that's like the only way you can interact with this art, like. It can also right. be affirming for somebody who already has the same opinion to be like, right. oh, yeah, she's on on board with the same thing I am. And I can just like bop and rock along to this song without it necessarily sure. being challenging to me. Um, yeah. That said, I don't think this song particularly says, has a lot of interesting things to say about this idea, except for just getting across the idea. Yeah. So if that's patronizing to say that part, then maybe I'm being patronizing, but I, I, I don't want to be patter, patter, patter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, take a big swig of that patronizing. Um, I'm not, I'm actually drinking whiskey. Should we go on to the next song? Yeah. It's called, Oh wait, wait, 20 minutes. (laughs) I know it's been a long time. Uh, before we do that, do you want me to play the sound sample? You got me to sample for you for this song. Yeah, I totally remember what that is. (laughs) Very good. I'm ready to talk about it. That was like five days ago. I don't remember at all what I was saying. Yeah, you just gave the time code. You didn't even give any kind of note about what it was. <sighs> Did she sing something funny? I don't think so. <laughs> Let me hear it sorry. again. Oh, patriotism. She said that's bad. Patriotism. 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 She does a lot of that where she. Yeah, she mispronounces. Well, we we know that she does that. Yeah, uh, it's it's almost like I I always start being like, oh, there's a bad moment, there's a bad moment, and then I just like I can't get all of these. <laughs> I might as well do none of them. <laughs> if you can't be comprehensive, don't do it at all. All right, next song is called Underneath. Man, this is another pro- over oversimplified problematic song. But problematic? What do you mean? Problematic? How? Sorry, you you talk you talk about it, okay. and then I'll see if I change my mind after you. Yeah. So this is a CCM sounding song, uh, but it's a breakup song about Ryan Reynolds because hmm. he and Alanis broke up, broke off their engagement uh, not long before this album. I think. I don't remember at what point that happened. It might have been 2007, but a lot of his album does come out of that breakup. Um, and 
the first verse is, look at us break our bonds in the kitchen. Look at us rallying all our defenses. Look at us waging war in our bedroom. Hot. Look at us jumping ship in our dialogues. <laughs> so that, that kind of characterizes the dissolution of this relationship. And the chorus zooms out in this kind of interesting way. And it ties personal relationships to larger geopolitical dynamics. She says, there is no difference in what we're doing in here that doesn't show up as bigger symptoms out there. Which I guess that's just my interpretation of because it's kind of vague. But uh, and then the second half of the chorus kind of loses the plot a bit with the next lines. So why spend all our time in dressing our bandages when we have the ultimate key to the cause right here, our underneath? And I don't really understand those lines. Yeah, I don't understand what the underneath is or why it's she the takes off song. her mask and she's a robot. Oh, <laughs> I thought she just meant the basement of the house. Yeah, underneath the kitchen. Uh, um, and as a side note, I literally physically winced when Alanis pronounced the line, look at us jumping ship in our dialogues. She pronounces it as look at us jumping ship in our dialogues <laughs> or dialogues. I think, <laughs> uh, uh, shudder. There's a pretty cool action sequence, um, between, uh, two idioms that really duke it out. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, how I in in the left corner is spinning my wheels and in the right weighing in at um how much does a horse weigh? Like a hundred thousand tons, I think. Yeah. Uh in, in the right corner, carts before my horse and um they fight and uh how I've spun my wheels with carts before my horse. Dude, I have that in my notes as an example of mixing metaphors that kinda actually works because it's at the root of it, it's the same like physical reality that true. she's talking about. It it's doesn't true. necessarily work that well because if you have a cart, a horse-drawn cart, how are you spinning the wheels? <laughs> spinning wheels usually comes from like a motor. But, right, right. <laughs> but I mean, like if you really dig into it, it doesn't necessarily work. But I feel like it's at least the same physical reality that these two metaphors are occupying. Yeah. So this isn't... I wouldn't say that this is a a synergistic (laughs) combining of metaphors. Yeah, it definitely doesn't become more than the sum of its parts. It's basically... No. It's basically the sum of one of them. (laughs) You choose. Yeah. Uh, And the rest of the bridge, as it is marked in the genius, it's called a bridge, is not very good lyrically because the rest of the lines are, when shine on the outside springs from the root... Spotlight on these seeds of simpler reasons. This core born into form starts in our living room. Okay. So that's like three or four dozen metaphors just crammed in there. And is there's, oh, it's just like, no, there's nothing happening on a denotative level. It's impossible to find out what she's talking about. Well, I think she's, I mean, at least in that last line. The uh, this core born into form starts in our living room. That's the way ICP talks. We have a lot yeah. of uh, whipped into form kind of stuff. I I I agree that like it seems like what this song is about is the sort of hey um, the what our relationship is is the world is ending. It's like very solipsistic. <laughs> it's like wait, is it that? Well, it's, it's, she's not saying it's the end of the world. She's saying that, like, 
the, the, the things that we're going through are the same fundamental problems as, uh, like, ge- you know, geopolitical strife and war and conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's like break our bonds, rallying all our defenses, waging war, jumping ship. Yeah. Uh, she's using all these metaphors. And I mean, <sighs> once Look at the it, once... dictatorship on my own block, she says. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> That's so like, I mean, it's so demean. She's got sort of a point there. Like I, you know, uh, uh, what's her face? Alice Miller ties the rise of Nazi Germany to authoritarian parenting in Germany. Mm. Like, I think there's the personal is the political, as they say. Yeah, you're right. It's not like completely separate. I just, I'm a little, I'm a little tired of <laughs> this rhetoric. I'm I'm tired of this rhetoric because I feel like people people use it to like um it's I feel like it's how my parents talk uh, about like gun control. It's like um, yeah, sometimes, you know, or like yeah, people just need to be better. Once all the people can be better, then we'll be great, <laughs> you know, like the yeah. individual people as if there aren't like these huge machines that are systems, um, yeah. You know, that are that are working to uh incentivize certain things and uh and punish certain behaviors um and yeah like i uh it's all about personal responsibility cameron yeah you know if those if those poor and minority people just had some personal responsibility and pulled themselves up by their own bootstraps you know they'd be fine did you say bootstraps (laughs) shush (laughs) no you drink too much whiskey uh and like I'm not a historian, so maybe uh, I mean I don't think you're necessarily a historian either. But like you've read a book, I'm once. a historian. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to tell you, you an idea that I had that probably I heard from someone, <laughs> but which is uh, rise of Nazi Germany. Uh, is in that there might be some like <laughs> uh, authoritarian parenting that was involved, maybe, but also weren't they like. Uh, wasn't it, it just like a, a lot of economic, um, anxiety and, um, Ooh. uh, Germany, um, as a country being sort of like punished and, um, after world war one or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't the, that a lot of it? Yeah. The treaty of Versailles was kind of a shit show and it yeah. definitely didn't pave the way towards, uh, geopolitical order and peace. That's for sure. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't have anything to do with parenting. Right. I mean, it's not like Alice Miller says that 100% of it was caused by just this one thing. Like, (laughs) I think she more makes the point that the German population was kind of the, the, the prump, the, fuck, the pump was kind of primed (laughs) for them to accept an authoritarian leader because of the way that they had been raised in authoritarian father households, which uh, we are kind of seeing in our own country right now. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I think what I'm finding out in these first two songs <laughs> that we spent an hour talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, um, 
I've, I have some like real sensitive feelings uh, about some of these ideas. Uh, it's yeah. just kind of like triggering some like, no, 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 no. I disagree. Like, I feel like I want to like, uh, like just spike down these ideas because I'm so yeah. sick and tired of uh, certain rhetoric in right. conversations. But I, I feel like um, the point you're making is that these are ideas that have truth to them, but are often kind of twisted or taken too far by some people in order to score certain kinds of political points. And I don't think that's what Alice or Alanis intends. Oh God. I totally, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, but I think well, it is- once again, I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with her intentions and, hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know what Garth intended ever, <laughs> but he certainly had an effect on people. Yeah. I mean, that was him. That wasn't, it wasn't a persona. It was just just You're straight right. up Garth. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, there's another sound sample you wanted to play that I'm sure you're oh, going to yeah. remember what it is. Yeah. Here we go. Look at us jumping ship in our dialogue. It's the same thing, the dialogues. Oh, that's the one. Oh, I'm so glad yeah, we, we were on the sample of it. <laughs> Oh, I should have sampled it myself, but you beat me to it. Good job. All right. Next song is called Straight Jacket. Whoa. Like Katy Perry. Right? The club banger. Starts kind of a slap. I'm I'm pretty into this. Song. Yeah, it's a great. It's a. It's almost like a dance song. Yeah, I almost tap my toe a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a song about Alanis getting um, gaslit. Do you uh, say gaslit or gaslighted? Because I've heard both. Hmm. I said gaslit. You. I mean, you did just now, but I've heard people say gaslighted. Would you say gaslighted because the film is called Gaslight? Gaslight? Uh, and so hmm. because you're like, you're taking the title and then um, putting an ending, <laughs> putting a suffix on it. I feel like the, you, you, can make a, you can make a good case either way. There's yeah. fine people on both sides. Um, All right. <laughs> not, not like for GIF slash GIF. There's only one true correct way for that. But for Gaslit slash Gaslighted, I feel like you could make the case either way. Um... Gas lot. Um, <laughs> gas licked. Gas licked. Uh, yeah, she's getting gas lit uh, by, I don't know, boyfriend? I, I, um, I wonder, is this about Ryan Reynolds? Is he a gaslighter? Maybe. Maybe. Gaslighter, I hardly knew her. Something so benign for me, construed as cruelty, such a difference between who I am and who you see, conclusions you come to of me routinely incorrect. Uh, I don't know who you're talking to with such fucking disrespect. Good swear cuss. Yeah. Um, Watch so the preposition pile up there. Yeah, that's that's a little hard to decode, but the chorus is a lot more straightforward this shit's making me crazy the way you nullify what's in my head you say one thing do another and argue that's not what you did um you filter as skewed interpret <laughs> how you filter as skewed mm. interpret <laughs> mm. um she thinks uh. that this 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 fella maybe ryan reynolds is trying to intentionally manipulating her to um make her go crazy and yeah, be so- under his control in a straitjacket, and yeah. he won't be happy 
Yeah. So there's this guy, let's call him Brian Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) And he's gaslighting her. Um, I do like Breadpool. (laughs) Redpool. Uh, Breadpool 2 in theaters this week. (laughs) Okay. uh, Uh, Can't wait for Bread Force. stupid um i actually really like the snarly way she says i don't know who you're talking to with such fucking disrespect yeah like that's a little bit of the old school uh there it is little pill alanis anger she's good when she's angry i like it (laughs) what why are you laughing at me i don't know (laughs) uh yeah i agree i well i at least enjoy that i enjoy her the way that she expresses anchor a lot more yeah. than um her despair yeah and i don't think that i like some despair music really well mm-hmm. i just don't necessarily like hers i like her anger music really well so. yeah. yeah um but this relationship she has with brian brenolds sounds awful she says grand dissonance the strings of my puppet are cut the end of an era your discreditings lost my consent and then in a different line, she says, one day I'll introduce myself and you'll see you've not yet met me. So yeah. this is a terrible relationship. I mean, she wrote like almost an entire album about how great the relationship was and how much she valued yeah. him. And he, you know, uh, was vulnerable or what she had like all these songs about how he wasn't going in for false machismo or whatever. Right. <sighs> Uh, there's like this like moment of almost having like a really good lyric where she sings talking with yous like talking to a sieve. Good lyric. And oh, then that they, can't they hear get, me. They get... <laughs> is the end of that line. <laughs> talking with yous like talking to a sieve. They can't hear me. Because usually what? sieves can hear you. Oh, Alanis, Alanis, Alanis. Did you write this song in 20 minutes again? <laughs> Alanis, don't. Alanis, don't. It's it's like someone's dumb. It's either her audience, <laughs> you know, like, that she's like, just to spell this out for you <laughs> idiots. <laughs> you don't know what a sim is. <laughs> Because I know what a sieve is. Mm. Well, definitely. Yeah. You know, my favorite punk band is actually Def Sieve. <laughs> yeah. Sieve that can't hear me. Whew, Alanis. Um, yeah. Let's see. Any other. I don't know if I have much else to say about it's this a, song. It's a fun song. I don't think you're yeah. really supposed to listen to the words. And she doesn't really. Uh, there's not a lot of diction in the verses because Who you call I don't think addiction? she misses. All right, <laughs> uh, you can't understand her in the verses, and I think it's because sometimes I wonder if she leans into that because she's like, "Oh, this lyric isn't as good. I'm just gonna like sing it wacky." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe she's been maybe she's been trying to tell us something. Yeah. Secret messages. <laughs> she's done it before. Oh, I can helter skelter. Um, should we just go on to the next song? Yeah, I'm done. It's called Ver- All Done Versions of Violence. Violence. 
can't wake up. <laughs> wake me up. <laughs> so this is, uh, what is it? That's not Par- That's uh, Evanescence. Yeah, this is an Evanescence, Evanescence song. And it's about... Are you going to say Paramore? I was almost going to say that. Aren't they the same band? Are they different? I don't know. I actually don't know anything <laughs> about say? either of them, except there was that one song that Evanescence had that was kind of a minor hit. Um, this is a song about microaggressions, basically. Uh, throughout the verses, Alanis gives examples of behavior like coercing or leaving, shutting down and punishing, running from rooms, defending, withholding, justifying. And it feels like kind of a companion to the song about gaslighting. And her thesis yeah. is that these behaviors are versions of violence ones that don't leave a mark physically but still cause damage yeah yeah and yeah it's it's another i don't know it's another song that feels like it's pretty much just her saying what this idea is without saying much about it yeah i don't know i don't know how i don't have as clear of a reaction to this one but like the examples that she gives and mm-hmm. then like calling that violence i feel like is i don't know how i feel about that hmm. i i've been developing and deconstructing a lot of ideas about domestic abuse over the last few years because of stuff in my personal life not me <laughs> um okay <laughs> but like uh yeah the idea of like calling some of these things violence, yeah, unsolicited feels... advice, uh, I don't yeah, know. or like, yeah, leaving, uh, running from rooms. That's, I mean, some some of that, that stuff can be, be the frustrating or upsetting. But they, yeah, like I think the if you define violence as um, control and uh, uh, non consent or unconsent, not non-consensual mm-hmm. um interactions you know like forcing someone to do something i guess she says coercing but she doesn't say how he's coercing i don't know i just like i'm ready to have alanis's back and i know that she's experienced a lot of uh <laughs> really shitty behavior yeah by from men. brian uh, reynolds yeah <laughs> um but like I, this isn't like a very I don't get this song. Necessarily. Yeah. A lot of the things it's, it's that she, asking a lot of the audience yeah. to just take her word for it. I think because a lot of these are kind of vague. Um, I feel like many of them could be kind of violent, like emotionally violent, but aren't necessarily always emotionally violent, like withholding and justifying are two that she says. And either of those, I feel could sometimes be emotional violence maybe but aren't always that way and because she doesn't like actually give a story or a situation of what these are she just kind of like throws out this word it's kind of like well is withholding always emotional violence or is it maybe sometimes somebody is just being reserved or they need their personal space you know yeah what if they're withholding shitty stuff and yeah. then they're going to like deal with it somewhere else? Yeah. That's good. Maybe. <laughs> Take it out on someone else. Or or like unsolicited advice. Like it's like, well, at a, at a certain point, you, if you're in a relationship with someone, you're having like a, you know, a vulnerable relationship where you guys are holding each other accountable, which yeah. is another way of saying unsolicited advice. Like that's part of a relationship. 
Yeah. You know? I mean, it, like, it, I, it can be bad. Like when somebody just yeah. like swoops in and says like, oh, I know what you need to do. Blah, 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 blah. Actually, yeah. let me mansplain this because uh, right. it's often men. Uh, but, you know, like unsolicited advice, like sometimes someone's just trying to be helpful and, you know. It's sometimes unsolicited advice is exactly what you need to hear and can be the best thing for you. Yeah, sometimes maybe you're not soliciting advice enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel like Depending on your relationship. A lot of people are not soliciting advice enough, especially from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of the, the main trouble with this song. Um, I, yeah. I really... I want to make it clear. I don't want to, like... I'm not worried about, you know, enabling, uh, like, you know, a victim mentality in certain people or I don't really care, you know, but like, I don't have the same stakes in this song, you know, but I just Mm -hmm. on a, I don't necessarily feel very convinced by it or moved by it because there's not a lot of story there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's telling and not showing. Yeah, it's and it's it's kind of one of the perennial issues of Alanis's songs. Not always, but uh, often. And uh, I don't know. It it personally doesn't work well for me to have this kind of vagueness in songwriting. But I also want to make space for valuing art that is a little bit more vague and allows room for the audience to project their own identification with it. And it, that kind yeah, of for, for for instance, all of these uh, these pronouns uh, in verse three, this labeling, this <laughs> pointing, and then that can be you could just provide your own antecedent. <laughs> is it Alanis's <laughs> labeling in this song, or is it something this person is doing to her, Brian? This sensitive's unraveling. <laughs> yeah, this sting I've been ignoring. That could be whatever you want it to be. It could be a literal bee sting. <laughs> <laughs> the bee's knees that you feel like way down way down <laughs> underneath yeah so i don't know i feel like there's definitely some value to allowing audiences to pro- to project onto your art which kind of flies contrary to a lot of what i was taught in school and my mfa program but i i do think it can be valuable and can be sure. important for people yeah. um yeah i don't know sometimes you gotta go against the grain nathan <laughs> Just go busting in like old John Wayne, Cameron, <laughs> and talk about uh, white how you're a white a, a white power, white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. What a hero that man was. Yeah, there's a big b- fucking billboard of him uh, on oh. 95. It's one of those pass it hashtag pass it on, you know, oh, uh, billboards. Have you seen me. those? Yeah, it's like just. <laughs> flaccid va- vague values um <laughs> sounds and a this, fantasy. and it's just it, flaccid that's, vague values it's her new album <laughs> that's that's mean uh, that's not actually that's not actually warranted alanis yeah, is better than uh, that <clears throat> yeah no definitely she's better than the passing on billboards i will grant her that um John Wayne. It's just a picture of John Wayne, and it just says, I don't much like quitters, son. And then I think it literally says, grit, pass it on. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, problematic. All right, next song is called Not As We. <laughs> That's kind of at odds with what this song's about, isn't it? <laughs> Day one, day one. 
this song is not the feeling of we, which is not as we, but as aw. Yeah. Um, this is a um, song about the feeling of recovering from a uh, a breakup, probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, it, I don't know if that's in the text of the song. No, it it definitely is. Yeah, it, it totally it is. is. Yeah. Right. The last line, couple lines of the chorus. Here's a here's like a headcanon for um for Alanis. Does she, do you think that she actually doesn't what if she doesn't speak English and then she just writes all of these like really awesome lyrics in a different language and then just runs them through Google Translate <laughs> and then learns to sing them phonetically? Is there is there any way that that's oh and that would explain all of the weird vocal tics that she has? She's just like not an actual English speaker. Oh, uh, she's one of them Canadians. She speaks Canadian, not English. Yeah. Uh. I don't think that's as true for this song as some of the other songs on this album. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, well, I mean, what about this verse? Eyes wet toward wide open frayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Eyes wet toward wide open frayed. Yep. And there's two more lines. If God's taking bets, I pray he wants to lose. That sounds like yeah. that sounds like a, a cool thing some dude bro would say in an action movie that makes no sense at yeah. all, but it's like, yeah, it sounds <laughs> cool. And I'm gonna walk away from an explosion and not even look at it, uh, bro. Uh there's a little there's there's a little meta moment in, in the chorus here. Um for now I'm faking it oh. until I'm pseudo making it. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I'm barely making sense. <laughs> Which is a line from the chorus. <laughs> uh I so, actually kind of like this song. No, it's not bad. It's a little bit better than not I think bad. it's. I don't know. I think it's really pretty. Yeah. It's just like a. It's just piano and her singing. Yeah, and she's singing in a very like breathy but well delivered way, and I think it's pretty. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's all about the chorus. There isn't much to these verses, as aforementioned. Her lines about eyes wet forward, wide open, frayed, which doesn't really make any sense. It's I all like about this that verse. chorus. Gun shy and quivering, timid without a hand, fain brave with steel intent, little and hardly here. Wait, so she's an amputee? How's she playing that piano? <laughs> she doesn't even have a, a single hand. She's playing with her feet. Oh, okay, good for her. Like in big. Uh, yeah, it's it's a big situation. Uh, day one, day one, start over again. Step one, step one. I'm barely making sense. For now, I'm faking it until I'm pseudo making it from scratch. Begin again, but this time, I as I and not as we. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think that's actually a, a pretty good chorus. I yeah, I feel I, it's it's kind of effective and moving. Yeah. Um, the first verse. The lines, reborn and shivering, spat out on new terrain, unsure, unconvincing, this faint and shaky hour, uh, reminds me of a song by John Vanderslice called After It Ends. You know the song? No. Here it goes. After it ends, I'm so hungry like I was just born, I'm still aching for life. He has a similar metaphor about feeling newborn after ending a relationship, but mm. 
does it a little bit better, I like think. A man baby. <laughs> yeah, like a man baby, but it also brings in weird Oedipal things about wanting to nurse and suckle. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good song. You should check it out. It's off of the White right. w- White Wilderness album. You listen uh, to- he's on my list. He's Oh, have you not listened to him very much? Never. John's really into him, too. Yeah, your wife is the person that got me into him. Really? Yeah. Back in, you guys uh, have a thruple with John Vanderslice that <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been telling me about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you had to find out like this. <laughs> well, if I had to, on the podcast is probably the best place. <laughs> <laughs> At least it makes it entertaining that way. Yeah. It is um, the main axis of our relationship these days. So. <laughs> entertainment? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just mean the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is actually true. When was the last time we talked to each other was not on the podcast? Well, we played D&D. No, it was Thanksgiving. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but before that, Thanksgiving. Or, uh, fuck, D&D. Yeah. Uh, we should play D&D more. That was fun. Yeah, I miss it. Yeah, I do too. Um, Yeah, anything else to say about this song? Uh, Nope. Okay, next song is In Praise of blah blahs uh, in praise of the vulnerable man or something like that I don't know this is <laughs> Can't believe I have to synopsize this one. <laughs> I I've been very good about being positive and sticking up for Alanis and defending her against your <laughs> horrific ad hominem attacks. Uh but I just can't do it with this one. Um this is a song that she's written before, but this time it's worse. Uh she's had these songs before about how it's great- like a JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> The compression just the more times yeah. you compress it, the the more like artifacts show up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh she's written these songs before about how great it is when men are not operating in emotionally repressed machismo and can let their true feelings show and be like have actual connection with the women in their lives, specifically Alanis. And <laughs> so this song is just Alanis pretty baldly stating that this person is the best man she's ever met, and it's great that he's vulnerable, and that makes him sexy. And I mean, I guess that's great for her. It's just like so not artful. She's just like saying yeah. these things. It's pretty much the epitome of telling rather than showing. It's and- also like, I don't know. Becca gets really annoyed when like she she has like conflicting feelings. She loves that I'm like a good dad and a very involved dad, but she also gets really annoyed when people How much of a praise- pussy you are? <laughs> Why don't you man up and sulk and go to the bar after work? <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> like go drown your man. sorrows in a beer like a real man? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, God. That was really funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sometimes hateful things are funny. Um, what Only when they're directed did, at you. Yeah. She she doesn't like it when, uh, when men are, like, celebrated for, like... Um, just doing the bare minimum, <laughs> like especially dads. You <laughs> That's know? a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this this song is like, I, yeah, it's hard to be vulnerable, and it's you know, especially when men are like taught to be not vulnerable, and um, yeah. But 
still, it's just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, let's have some pressure, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. This is like a coaxing and nice song. And, uh, I do yeah. kind of appreciate that she asks for allyship a little bit. She, cause it, I don't think it's a great lyric, but she says, why don't you call your cavalry home? Why don't yeah. you lead the rest of your cavalry home? I don't know what that, that's like, I have no idea what the metaphor is saying in that. I think it's, I think it's possible that she's saying, hey, how about you convince some other dudes to be less shitty? Um, uh, okay. Your cavalry? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I It's not a great metaphor, but I think that's what she means. And I, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of appreciate it, but like, okay. Mostly, yeah, this song is like, I mean, it's, there's some Google Translate lines. Um, you unreluctant at treacherous ledge. Yeah. <laughs> you never hotter than with armor spent. Armor does not get spent. That doesn't work. Yeah. You might be honest yeah, only with Google it's Translate. video game logic. <laughs> oh, my armor points are gone. <laughs> now I actually have to take HP hits. Yeah. I spent my armor points. Now I have to start spending my, my health points. Shield. <laughs> Save yourself up enough crystals to buy yourself an energy shield. Uh, and wouldn't you be hotter with your armor on? Oh. Think about it. Well. Taps head. Yeah. Unless it has an air conditioning built in. Could be space armor with air conditioning. I kind of like this lyric. You, the stealth setter of new precedents. Uh, I kind of like that. Almost. I don't know. I hate that lyric the least. <laughs> okay. Um, how about th- how about this? This is kind of a sexy. <laughs> this is actually a really sexy line. How you land in the soft as you fortify. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, wait. Now, now that you mention that, that is kind of sexy. He's sexy quote unquote fortifying, and then he's landing in the soft. Oh yeah, I know yeah. what that means. Hell yeah. Um, we're shitting on this song, running, and making fun of it, running but- through chicks. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck, now I have to put that in. God damn it. You keep referencing things that I want to cut out. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> um, I do like the chorus on this one musically, if not lyrically. It's like pretty catchy and the music is pretty fun and I kind of like those like synthy strings and just that uh production on it I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think it's musically really catchy. Yeah. And her, even though some of these lyrics are total nonsense, like, um, they make rhythmic sense if you're not paying attention to what the words mean. Yeah. If I didn't know English, I would be like, well, this is a, this is a great song. Yeah. Uh, who's this song about? I wonder if it's about her now husband, the white rapper guy. Is she, uh, with a white rapper? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's this white rapper whose stage name is Soul Eye. Uh, S-O-U-L-I-Y-E and uh, dudes from Sturbridge, Massachusetts which is out uh, right around Worcester somewhere in almost Western Mass and his real name is Mario Treadway so <laughs> there you go Mario Treadway huh. alright uh, Soli where's these collabos is that happening in the new album he does collabo with Alano mm. and I listened to one of those songs and uh, they're fine <laughs> They do not have Rave very, Nathan Hunt. <laughs> they do not have very many plays on Spotify. Uh, yeah. Um Oh man, we gotta pick up the pace. Wanna... Dude, we're less than halfway through. How <laughs> much I don't see the counter. We're more than halfway we through. That was the sixth song. We're done with it. Let's move on to the seventh song. It's called Moratorium. I declare a moratorium. 
I need a I, I do need a breather from the flavors of entanglement. She's just this like album, pounding that sketty. <laughs> you need a, and uh, you yeah. just gotta take a break. You never come up for air. Breather from this album. I declare a moratorium no loves, on bad lyrics. We know no one loves Paschetti more than you do, but you're gonna die. Yeah, so. Lannis kissed dating goodbye. Um, oh, no, no. just kidding. Um, she she needs a, a break uh, from from relating to people, uh, specifically romantically, um, because she has some bad relationship patterns. I think there's some quote I read about her saying, like, yeah, this is a song about having bad relationship patterns, and I need to, like, chill for even just a second. Um yeah, and, uh, there's a quote that was quoted by a commenter on The Genius that says, I would like to take a break because I was always the girl that would go from relationship to relationship and never have a breather. So taking a year off from any kind of commitment has been amazing. It's when such a rite of passage, spending a year getting in trouble has been really, really fun. Getting in trouble? Yeah, she's uh, elsewhere. The commenter on the Genius says she's after breaking up with uh, Brian Reynolds. She spent a year living the sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle. The singer songwriter explained to the London Times, June fourteenth, two thousand eight, that this song is about her year of debauchery. Oh, this is a. I didn't know that this was a sexy song. It's not a very sexy song for being a sexy song. No, this song is like very dramatic. It's like it's. It's one of the more Bjorkian yeah. uh, songs, but um, yeah, like Bjork just really earns those beats. Yeah. And, like when she goes sort of dark and moody, it's just like so affecting. And uh, this is just like her like flat language uh, and, and sometimes bad. Like I've never been this accountable less. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lyric in this. I She's feel like saying that. there's a version of that idea that could work as a lyric, but not that way. No. I've never known focuslessness mm. on any form. Yeah. And then she says to let go and let God, which I think is like, <laughs> is that like an AA-ism? I actually don't know. I've heard it as just like a phrase, let go and let God. I don't know if it's from and AA. That, Alanis that Anonymous. I, I declare... <laughs> Alanaholics Anonymous. Uh, I declare a moratorium on things relationship is just like, I don't even know why I, I dislike that so, so much. Yeah. It kind of rubs me the wrong way too. This is another one of those songs that I, I can just imagine it being very meaningful for someone, uh, yeah. especially if they're like in their formative years or something or like figuring some of these things out, but it just does nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, this, this moment's kind of good. Ah, to breathe, stop looking outside, stop searching in corners of rooms, not my business or timing. That's like, oh, this little breath of fresh air right Mm, there. Yeah. That's like some good lyrics. And then it's just. Stop searching in corners of rooms. That's like an arresting, vivid, real physical picture that I can like see. Yeah. Yeah. And then she uses the word moratorium seven more times. <laughs> and then she says, I love moratoria in full affectation. And then she just starts singing about spaghetti again. <laughs> Wait, why are you talking about spaghetti? Flavors of entanglement. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. I already forgot about that. Oh, yeah. It's the titular flavors of entanglement. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> How about you do me uh, a favor of entanglement and stop? uh talking about moratoria this 
reminds me of that episode of The Office where Michael uh, uh, gets advice to declare bankruptcy and he just <laughs> walks out of his office and goes, I declare bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good gag. Good mm. gag. Good times. Yep. It's a good joke that someone wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. All right. So we go on to the next slide. I, I, do, I do like the idea of she's just like making this press release on like, hey, I'm not going to date for a while. I declare that. Yeah. I just declare flex. a year of debauchery. Yeah. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye, hear ye. She's the town crier. Line up to get run through. <laughs> Stop referencing it. <laughs> I was going to cut it out. <laughs> and that's what you should do. You should cut it out. All right. Next song is called Torch. Is that a Dave Cooley reference? How dare you? These are the things that I These are not times for the I'm really glad that she clarifies that <laughs> the, that that she misses those things after the long yeah. list of things that she misses. <laughs> and when she says that she misses them. <laughs> over and over and over again, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've attacked her for not being clear before. I'm sorry. So at least she's I'm being clear. sorry. <laughs> so it turns out this is a song about missing somebody. Oh, who knew? I miss you. Yeah. Isn't that a Blink-182 Blink song? I don't know. Uh, the first lyrics of this song are, I miss your smell and your style. So... <laughs> I miss your smell styles. <laughs> I, I, I miss the way you style your smells. Uh, this is a song about missing somebody, but it's kind of vague. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I miss your smell. Miss your, your approach smell. to life. Yeah. It, that, and your body in my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I miss your smell and your style are both pretty good, fairly concrete. But then sh she follows it up with the second line, and your pure abiding way. And I dare you to explain that to me and tell me what that means on a literal level. Uh, miss your approach to life and your body in my bed. Like, that's a pretty good one. That's almost like a Joni Mitchell lyric, although she probably yeah. would have had a slightly more interesting take on it than that miss your take on anything hmm. but there are that's about as, mm. <laughs> about as vague as you can get yeah uh there are some really good specifics here though miss cracking up and wrestling are debriefs at end of day so that's she, great yeah when alanis gets specific she usually chooses such fantastic details and i really mm. really dig it which makes it even more disappointing when she's vague it's just like alanis I know you can do better. I, I've seen you. I've heard you do better. And I just wish that you, you would consistently. Um, so you, you know the phrase, carry a torch for somebody, right? No. I mean, I know that it is a phrase. I don't know what it means. It just basically means like having a crush on them. And oh. it's, it's often like a long-term, sometimes unrequited thing, I think. Right. I don't know if it's meant to be like, a, like phallic imagery carrying a torch those big burning on fire weenies um, but the chorus goes these are the things that i miss my weenie burns with passion <laughs> my for weenie you. burns in literal fire you should get that checked out 
Uh, these are the things that I miss. These are not times for the weak of heart. These are the days of raw despondence. And I never dreamed I would have to lay down my torch for you like this. So that's actually pretty, that's not bad. Like, I don't know, to, to, to sort of ob- obliquely reference that, that uh, phrase, carry a torch for somebody. And yeah, but like, yeah. I feel like the, the chorus is pretty effective. Better than the verses for sure. So if you're laying down a torch, does that mean you're losing a boner if it's a phallic imagery? Well, that depends on if laying down a torch is equivalent to laying pipe. It's kind of hard to say. Uh, It's dicks all the way down. (laughs) Going down all the way down on all those dicks all the way down. Um, (laughs) I do like this line. This is kind of fun. Miss our Big Sur getaways and you watch you love my dogs. Which, wait, I think the genius has that wrong. And to watch you love my dogs, I think is is how it actually is. (laughs) You watch you love my dogs. I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here. Somebody's got to watch it. It ain't going to be me. Uh, Yeah. So she watches him love her dogs. And you can interpret that however you want. Uh, Yeah. Must love dogs. But I'm I'm not going to stick around and watch. (laughs) Watch it yourself. That's up to you, but do it. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe she's telling him that he has to watch that movie, but she won't. <laughs> she's like, I refuse to watch that movie. Uh, me too. What's this lyric? <laughs> I miss your warmth and the thought of us bringing up our kids and the part of you that walks with your stick tied handkerchief. Is he a Is hobo? Talk- Is He's he got a, a bindle, bindle stiff. <laughs> <laughs> He's just riding the rails. <laughs> Going from town to town, <laughs> eating from a can of beans, cooked yeah. over a trash fire. What do you know? Stabbing folks with his hobo knife. <laughs> I'm not a stabbing hobo. I'm, I'm a, a singing, singing hobo. hobo. <laughs> That's my favorite Simpsons. <laughs> that is pretty great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the part of you that was with your... Maybe she is referencing a hobo. Maybe it's like... I feel like it's kind of a counterpart to her casual gypsy racism of like... Oh, I'm like a gypsy with my garage sales or whatever, and you're like a yeah, she's hobo. Just fetishizing the hobo race. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not quite where I was going with that, but okay. <laughs> Casual hobo racism over here. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hmm. I apologize to all the hobos that might have been hurt. All the hobo Americans. Okay. All those, all those hobos with their uh, pods. Pods. Their podcatchers. Yeah. They, they're they big podcast market. Let's go on to the next one. It's called Giggling Again for No Reason. So Imogen Heapy. Liberty wind in my face. <laughs> that's so just when that's you and me get together. Uh, I was going to say that's just what you call it with an American farts. Uh, don't you like freedom? <laughs> <laughs> Feel that freedom wind in your face. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I'm giggling again for no reason. <laughs> That's a lyric in this <laughs> Definitely, song. And the truth. <laughs> yeah. Definitely our jokes are not a reason enough to giggle. Nope. Nope. <sighs> Going on a fun road trip with friends. There, synopsized. <laughs> That's, well, not just friends. The girls. The girls. The girls. Uh, she has some very strange and kind of interesting metaphors in this song. She has a few lines that stuck out to me. I can feel the bones are smiling in my body. <laughs> I am at home in this high five. Those are Yeah, there's a the high five lyric again. <laughs> she just makes a house out of it. She just curls up in your palm, in your hand, and makes it a home. Oh, that's, that's a much better lyric. Bless this mess, <laughs> this hand. Uh, yeah, the bones are smiling in my body, I can tell you that. Is that ribs? Ribs are probably the most smiling bone there is, huh? <laughs> uh, Unless that pelvis. Could a pelvis be a, a smile bone? I mean, <laughs> in one, I would one think way or another. What about the jaw? <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You don't see it. It's covered in, in meat and flesh. Well, speak for yourself. Skin. Yeah. Um. Oh, the state of ecstasy. Nothing but road could ever give to me. Hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a certain kind of ecstasy that she only gets from a road trip. All right. Road trip. Or maybe oh, there's a, a state of the trip. United States called ecstasy that we just don't know about. It's the 51st state. And you can only get there through a road trip. Hmm. There's a concept. Concept album. For a song. Or a whole album. There you go. Why not? Uh, this is a really... I don't really care about the lyrics of the song. It's really fun. And it's like kind of like... It's like a, it's, I guess it is that Imogen kind of vibe, which is like, it's a sentimental upbeat. Yeah. That's like how it feels. Uh, like, it's like it? kind of party, but it's sweet. Yeah. I don't know if I use the word sentimental, but yeah, I'm not saying what you're, like a sweet party anthem. Sweet. Yeah. The sweet I, crusader. I mean, it, it sounds like Atlanta she's got, again. <laughs> sounds like she got plenty of reasons to giggle, man. You know, she got all her friends road tripping. In the club, farting each other's faces. Only the American friends. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess she is now. Yeah, I mean, she's a she citizen cool. of the world, Cameron. Yeah, well, you're right. And that's America's. Uh, it's America's <laughs> mission in life is to bring that liberty wind to the entire world. Just fart in everyone's face. Uh, yeah, I mean. I think this might be, is it the best song on the album or like one of the best? Hmm. I really like it. Yeah. And I it's, think it's, good. it's fun. There's a lot of these songs are not very fun. You know, uh, they deal with ideas that Alanis thinks are important, but are not yeah. fun. I mean, this, this quatrain is like pretty good. It's just like three specifics and then a zoom out, but I am sitting at the set of Callie's son. Um, we've gotten quiet for its last precious seconds. That's, that's nice. Like I can like mm. specifically feel that. And you can feel the salt of the sea on your skin. The, oh, wait, sensory. no, that's the next yeah. line. That's the next line. Yeah. And then that's great. It's like, there's, there's a lot of, uh, body feelings there. Um, I feel pretty transported and, and we still hear the echoes of abandon. No, I think she and says like, abandon. A band done to fit <laughs> to the meter and guns, yeah. yeah. But skin. yeah, I mean, like that's that's good. That's way better lyric writing than yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was right there with her because like she 
lyrically earns the vibe of the music so yeah even the first line of that verse i'm reeling jubilation like that that works i can can dig that why not yeah triumphant and delight is all right not quite as good but still fine and then the next line after that is except for she sings like triumphant or something she sings it weird probably does maybe you're onto something with this like non-english speaker alanis Uh, yeah um we haven't had a we haven't had a conspiracy yet so (laughs) it's a good point pretty late into this the season to have one yeah i like that it's an original one and we're just talking about the moon landing or whatever maybe for our bonus episodes we'll just go back through them all and like you know talk about how garth brooks shot jfk or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah all right next song is called tapes tapes Taps. Tapes. Tapas. Tapas. <laughs> you know how tapes swirl? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. So this song is about intrusive thoughts. And they're metaphorized as tapes that play in Alanis's head. So, hello, 1992. Uh, tapes. And she, the first verse is, I am someone easy to leave, even easier to forget. A voice, if inaccurate. Again, I'm the, only, I'm the one they all run from. Diatribes of clouded sun. Someone help me find the pause baton. The pause baton. The pause baton. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, Becca came in, uh, as I was re-listening to this album and she heard her sing very dramatically pause button and she just laughed. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, ha <"Ha-ha." laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So in the first verse, there's kind of like a mixture of Alanis's narrating voice and then also the voice of these tapes in her head. But after that, it's sp- split pretty evenly where the verses are these intrusive voices that she doesn't like and then the chorus yeah. is her talking about them and she says all these uh hang on where'd it go all these tapes in my head swirl around keeping my vibe down all these thoughts in my head aren't my own wreaking havoc yeah i think i'd like this song more if that first verse didn't have the the line a voice if inaccurate yeah and then the last two lines diatribes of clouded sun someone help me find the pause button i think we could put it together that like wow. those are the thoughts that you know well maybe but also this is like another one of those songs where it works best if this is your first exposure to this idea yeah she's kind of just describing this idea of what intrusive thoughts are without really saying much interesting about it Right. So I, I feel like it's probably You're warranted. saying the barrier to entry would be too high without that. Um, maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like it warrants setting up if you're just going to say the idea without saying anything much about it. Yeah. Might as well set it up. Yeah. Uh, the song doesn't really do it for me very much. Would you say it's keeping your vibe down? Uh, my vibe is kind of going down a little bit. Yeah. Laying down your torch for Atlantis. Yeah. You got to help me raise that pause baton, as it were. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about this song? 
Nope. Nope. Let's move on. <laughs> Last song. Incomplete. Uh, I kind of like, I like that, that idea. I've been like sweating my whole life. <laughs> that, that's, gr- that's a great example of writing. Yeah. That's like such a vivid and f- what I was going to say fresh metaphor, but the way <laughs> sweaty is not exactly fresh, if you know what I mean? Um, but it's like, it's a, a rest- ripe metaphor. A ripe. <laughs> you, you look at you. You're fast. You're quick. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good metaphor I haven't heard before and it's apt and it's arresting and I can see it. It's, that's great. This is good writing. Yep. Especially the next line, urgent for a finish line. Well, synopsize the rest of the song we haven't talked about yet. Life's, life's about the journey, not the destination or something. Um, (laughs) that's the thing that people say. Perhaps Uh, the real finish line was the friends we made along the way. Uh, Alanis has all these goals for her life, like, um, being at peace, speaking freely, having a family, but she posits that maybe not having those things is actually good and fun and nice. (laughs) Wait, does Um, she? Does she posit that? I mean, yeah, at the last line of the chorus, and I have been missing the rapture this whole time of being forever incomplete. But her examples of like what being complete would be would be like being at peace, uh, being healed. Yeah, I, f- yeah. I, I don't think it's necessarily that she doesn't actually want those things, or I think it's just more like a more general statement about um, you will never really feel complete in this way, and you have to learn to love the incompleteness of being human. Right. That's the way I took it anyway. No, I agree. It's not super well supported in this song because she just has the one line at the end of the chorus about it. Right. And then she says in the second verse, one day my mind will retreat and I'll know God and I'll be constantly one with her night, uh, night, dusk and day. One day I'll be secure. huh? God looks like a lady. (laughs) God looks like a lady. One day I'll be secure like the women I see on their 30th anniversaries. Yeah, it's a little bit of grass is always greener syndrome. Yeah. You don't know how secure they are. Yeah, I can't tell if she's being ironic. Uh, it really makes you think, there. don't you think? Yeah, I really do think. Yeah. Uh, I like the music on this one. We got some 6-8 time, and mm-hmm. I think she's usually pretty good in 6-8 time. I feel like she pulls it off pretty well. Um, it's, yeah, except for that, the last line of the chorus, um, I've been missing the rapture this whole time of being forever incomplete. This song is very utopian and is yeah. almost like a worship song about heaven. Yeah. Um, Atlantis can only imagine. Yeah. One day I'll find relief and be arrived. I'll be arrived and it's I'll be big, big house where we can play football <laughs> and I'll be friend to my friends who know how to be friends. You can say that again. Mm, I could. <laughs> I will gather my wounds towards the end of... Oh, 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 oh. You have a sound sample you wanted for this one. Here Did it I... comes. Oh, shit, shit, shit. What was it? I will gather my wounds 
Towards the end of tragic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Towards the end of tragic comedy. She says like comedy. 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 Yep. That yeah, that just seemed like a notable pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing to say about that. Yeah. I think I think that speaks or hardly speaks for itself. <laughs> yep. Okay. Any final thoughts about this song or album? No. Okay. Well, so the next next week we'll be getting her 2012 album Havoc and Bright Lights is what it's called, and it's not available on Spotify unfortunately. Ooh, are you sure? Yes. I looked at it. Um, Man, I thought I saw it on Spotify. Really? Are you sure? Do okay. I have some sort of special well, extra Spotify? Maybe. I don't know. Did it fall off an internet truck and you took that into Spotify from there? I I mean, I have it from an internet truck. Yep. Um, so, so until next week with... I already forgot the name of it. Havoc and Bright Lights. Her albums are... Many of their names are just like so... Uh, forgettable do not stick in my memory <laughs> so unforgettable <laughs> un- un- unforgettable <laughs> unforgivable <laughs> that's what you are <clears throat> so you can visit us online at boxset.website or email us at email at boxset.website tweet us at tote bs podcast uh please remember to like Subscribe, follow, write us a review on iTunes, and listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. Get up in the cool, you guys. Just get up in the cool. Just do it already. God. You heard me. Yeah. Just do the damn thing. Just do the damn thing. Get up in the cool. Wednesday mornings. Get it up in the cool. Yep. Or whenever you want to. (laughs) That's the convenient thing about podcasts. Yeah. With these millennium these lazy millenniums always want things given to them whenever they want and never want to have to wait for anything and it's just always on their schedule and tivo and cord cutters (laughs) and avocado toast am i right yeah all right well until next week i've been nathan hunt and how about you do me a favor of entanglement And I've been Cameron DeWitt, and uh, I'm holding a torch for you. Wink. <laughs> I miss the way you style your smells. Uh, you watch. You watch. You love my dogs. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm Breadpool too. Brack with the bread prince. <laughs> <laughs> what? Brack with the bread engines. Oh, I, I get it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Brack, the guy from Space Ghost or whatever. Uh, guess what, dude? I watched both Paddington movies. Oh, good. Yeah, they are good. You were I just right. watched Paddington 2 last night. Again? <laughs> yeah, dude. Does Theo like it? Or were you uh, watching it for you? No, I was just watching it with Becca. Theo can't watch movies right now. He's fucking grounded for movies. Oh. <laughs> So we watched yeah. movies that he liked. <laughs> I hope you tell him about it and just taunt him and like throw it in his face. Well, yeah, we, we watched did, your favorite movie last night. We did. We did have happen to like to get it from a red box, which we almost never do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just convenient. Um, and uh, 
Becca did return it to the red box with him. And she oh. had him put it back in. So he does know. <laughs> was that part of the punishment, making him put it back in? No, I think he was excited about it. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think he Those... just, I don't think he knows what physical medium for, you know, for movies are. Oh, so they're I think just little just mini frisbees. Like a little, yeah. <laughs> it's a little shiny mirrors and toys. Yeah, a little bare disc. So yeah. you watched the Paddingtons. I watched both of them back to back two two days, one after the other. Awesome. Yeah, they are awesome. You are totally right. I think, uh, I think, I don't know if this is controversial, but I think I actually liked the first one better than the second one. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I really like the second one. I mean, the second one's great. Brendan Gleeson is amazing. Uh, big oh, yeah. Man. Knuckles. Yeah. Knuckles McGinty. Knuckles. Yeah. So good. I love um, I love the all the magical I've... realism where he's just like he's just like destroying oranges with one hand. <laughs> he's yeah, like while they're making marmalade, it's so great. <laughs> that is pretty good. Um, I I found oh, and the, the first one the, the hmm. best. Sorry, the best goof is when he goes to ha- do like a spit handshake, and then Paddington just like spits in his hand. <laughs> yeah that's that a is fucking a really funny bit i don't know if they made that bit up but that's hilarious <laughs> that's a good bit um i found the first one to be have like higher emotional stakes uh oh yeah the second one definitely has a better villain hugh grant yeah. is having the time of his life hamming it up and mugging for the camera um and he's, nicole kidman's he, fine but <laughs> Yeah. I don't think she's given as much to work with as Hugh Grant was, for one thing. No, he's obviously having a fantastic time. Yeah. And so are we. Um, but I also like the uh, like pro-immigrant message of the first one. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I don't, I don't feel like the second one really had the kind of emotional stakes that the first one did, or that kind of social commentary that the first one did. I mean, it's all about prison reform because Paddington's in fucking jail for half of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like that bad of a jail, though. And plus, no. like e- even before he reformed it, other than the food, which did look awful. Yeah, uh, it was like it was a very pleasing building to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like this old Victorian stone place. But it's also like, like the kitchen's good. <laughs> yeah, it's also like I don't know, prison reform is a much more pressing issue in America than it is in UK. I think in any case. Mm. I mean, not, not to like downplay it necessarily, but we have a real fucking problem with our prisons here. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> uh, is it good? Do they have good jail? In, do they have those in good UK? jails? I have yeah. no idea what the prison situation is like in the UK, but no. it's definitely seemed, not as bad as it ours. Like you had an idea. Oh, well, I can tell you just based on statistics and numbers, it's not bad as ours, considering we have like 25% of the world's prison population and like 5% yeah. of the population overall or whatever. Well, now you're just spitting numbers at me. <laughs> <laughs> Could that possibly mean? Yeah. This is weird disconnected numbers. 